0: Good morning, good day. Uh, we're in the Maimon Bimru HaMoshel, Tafresh Pei 1924. The last Indian that we learned yesterday on 351 going on to 352 is an important idea. Yesterday we, 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 we spent a lot of time on the idea of Chidush HaYishonosh, remember, renewing the old. <clears throat> so I won't really repeat that, just to say that uh, that was what the Rebbe calls in the Maimer. A uh, it's a of abba veima. In other words, it's an external type of a unity of father and mother, referring to chochmah bina. So now we're on three fifty one, towards the bottom of the page. That's five lines from the bottom. The last three words. The zehu and this is godol Kapoi Miresha Mayim. It says greater is one who benefits from his own effort more than fear of heaven. The Elo because yirshamayim on its simple level is what we call yiritatot what does yiritatot mean a lower level of or a lower level of fear he's simply fearful of the punishment Yehuda so when you're simply fearful of the punishment, what's the reason why you, you are careful in what you do? It's because you know if you don't do it, you're going to get a violation. You're going to get a ticket if you speed. But really, if the policeman wasn't there, you would speed. So in other words, your yira, your awe and your fear is driven by the punishment. That's called yira sa'aynish. He doesn't specify here what level of Yiratato we're speaking about, so I'm just choosing one of various types of Yiratato. Let's talk about a higher type of Yiratato, where you're fearful not of the punishment, but of of what people will say and think about you. So that's another type of Yiratato. It's a lower type of Yira. So the, the, the principle, the common denominator in all of Yira Tato is, it's not genuine for itself. It's for something else or someone else. And although we say that the drawing down of the godly energy, which is caused by the renewal of the old is in malchus, is in kingship and loyalty, meaning it comes all the way down. This is malchus as malchus is part of the creator's ability to create something from nothing ex nihilo. So in other words, this, it's not really you, it's the Koyacha he he used the words here, Shmuel, Koyacha Mahave. It's the Koyacha Mahave Mayla Yesh. So it's it's not you. It's it's attributed to Baruch Barhu. And he says, The Koyacha Mahave, Ma'L Yesh who prinas keser Malchus, the notes chilosim Basaivum Vasaivum Bitrilosum. The virtue of, of Koyachah Mahave, of the Ayala Yesh is the crown of Malchus. Which this, the, the, the beginning is wedged in the, end, in the end, and the end is wedged in the beginning, meaning there's an association between the two. But the point being that all of this is not your doing. Your doing on this level is superficial, is, ex- is external, is conditional. And, and if there's any, if anything happens here that is more genuine, it's because of the godliness in, in, in the experience. Uh, let's go on. This is a very deep Indian and Kabbalah citizen. It, 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 let's go on. You will, you will consume the, all the nations. Now you remember, Baruch, the question that the Rebbe asked in the beginning of this chapter, which was the beginning of 350, what is this language, you will consume all nations. What's the, what's the word, Yonison, you will eat? It's very, very strange language. You should say, you will destroy all nations. What's I'm going to eat up the nations. So he says, "Vzeu v'chaltes kol ha'Amim." This is the language, "V'chaltes kol ha'Amim." Shehu, next page, everyone turn 352. Inyan haloyis adi tzutzis. This is the elevation of the sparks, she'nofu b'shvida Akalim, which fell through the shattering of the vessels, m'sheva malcoyin katmoyn detoyu, from where, from the seven primordial. Kings of the world of Toya, which we also spoke about in previous Shiurim. I don't want to repeat that again. So this, this idea of a right, what did we learn earlier, Yaina? Yesterday we spoke about it. When you eat, you should make a bracha, have kavana, right? Volchhauta. Volchhauta is the idea of extracting the sparks from the Dashmias, right? The idea of vokhalte is to extract the sparks. To extract the sparks. So the Rebbe says here, es Koloami means that when we, we, we access the sparks that are found in the world, even by the Goyim, just like when we eat something. Just like when we eat something. We extract the sparks of divine energy in the food, and we do that through making a bracha and having kavan, as we discussed yesterday. So too with kolho amim, with all the nations around us, there is an underlying issue that we are the achauta, we we kind of eat them, meaning we ex- we're looking to extract the energy that the, that God gives them, and we look to extract them. That's the point. What is the idea of Yerusha as it applies to the goyim, to the nations? It's to be to take over their place. As it says, He inherited them. And he sat, and he dwelt in their place. Halacha is shalom that someone who is a Yorish, an inheritor, is is exactly like the Morish, the one giving the inheritance. All aspects of the Morish are transferred to the Yorish in in, in in that issue that that he is inheriting an, inher- an inheritance means that whatever was associated with the inheritance as it is by the inheritor before the inheritance is now transferred exactly to the, inherit- the to the one who inherits it that's what he says in So that's the idea of Yerusha, who be mekayim on. The idea of the Yerusha is to be in the place, in the exact place where they are. In the same way, so too a idea of Sabirudim through the activity of Birudim, of refinement, of working with the sparks, mamshichim ha'orays. The tayu, we draw down the passionate energy of Tayu, that precede in 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 level and in experience the broad vessels of ke- of tikkun. So again, now he adds here something he didn't say before. He adds the word Shmuel and I know a story that happened with Rabbi Kunin in 1982 or 83, I think 83 or 84. Rabbi Kunin, who's the head of Chabad in California, who heads the Chabad houses, was at the time $17 million in debt. And I mean Kipshutai, literally, this wasn't uh, uh, an exaggeration. And Rabbi Kunin... Uh, The banks were closing, foreclosing on him, and teachers weren't being paid, and uh, it was a real, real big mess. I was in the yeshiva at the time, and the pressure was, it it didn't, you know, it it was for several years, it was tremendous pressure. So Rabbi Kuna came to the Rebbe on Shabbos Parsis Vayera, and and he was, was standing, I believe, on Sunday, he was standing in the hallway for Mincha. The Rebbe would come into the shul at 3.15 from Mincha and he noticed Rabbi Kunin and he took out... of the Rebbe would give tzedakah to children and others standing there and there was there's a pushka right in front of the small base mattress in 770 and they would put in the tzedakah and the Rebbe gave the Rebbe gave Rabbi Kunin I think a nickel or a dime, one of the two, I don't recall which and the Rebbe quoted from that week's Haftorah. Kelim rekim al-tamiti. You know the story with the, the Isha Shunamis. Just two weeks ago, the Haftorah, right? which says, Kelim rekim, empty vessels, al-tamiti. Don't minimize. In other words, make sure that the kelim are full. And the Rebbe quoted that the Cunin and gave him and gave him a coin. That's what happened. He went back to California, and all this time he was dealing with a very serious court case about a will that Jerry um, uh, we- that Weinberg. There was a, a wealthy person in in California who actually uh, grew up in Bensonhurst Brooklyn and if you drive down Bay Parkway the next time you drive down there's the Jew- the Jewish Community <coughs> Center the JCC and you'll see the name Weinberg on it and that's this family and I happen to know a cousin of his who's ready Noila Mens a doctor was very good friend of mine who was associated with this family anyway the 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 producer of the Chabad Yearly Telethon was a guy named Jerry Weintraub. Uh Shmuel, is he alive or he passed on already too? Doesn't know. Anyway, so so Jerry Weintraub calls Kunin one day and he says, Rabbi Kunin, there's a lady who's dying in the hospital. You have to visit her. So Kunin doesn't ask any questions. He gets into the car. He goes down to Cedar Sinai Hospital on Beverly Boulevard and he goes and visits her. Once, twice. She dies. She was divorced from Jerry Weinberg and she left over 120 million dollars to charity. 40 million dollars to 40 million dollars to, Ch- to Chabad $40 million to the uh, Multiple uh, Sclerosis Foundation, and $40 million, I think, to the Heart Foundation. Well, her husband contested the will that was left to Chabad, accusing Rabbi Kudin of forcing her to leave the money and all that. And it was a major court case, and Cunin had uh, great lawyers, and, and they owned property. They owned, oh, they owned the Hawaii Hilton. He owned the Hawaii Hilton, and and it was it was for a few years. The court case was going, and then he got the and 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 it was in court. He got the the nickel from the Rebbe that Sunday. He came back to California on Monday, and the phone rang, and the lawyer said, "Rabbi Kunin, I was just offered a settlement of twenty one million dollars." Do you want to take it or not? Rabbi Kunin right away called the Rebbe's office and asked the secretary to ask the Rebbe whether he should take it. And the Rebbe said, Settle and take the 21 million. He took the 21 million, and I heard from a friend of, of, of Shmuel and Maya, a friend of ours, Joel Adelson, who was Rabbi, who was Rabbi Kunin's um, like Yoel book. Adelson. Yoel Adelson. He heard he was Rabbi Kunin's uh, like bookkeeper, accountant, whatever, a bookkeeper. And Yoel told me that he he drove with Rabbi Kunin in the car, and they went from house to house, paying off every single person, whether it was a dollar or ten or a million dollars. He had a checkbook with him. And he wrote the checks, and he, and he got out of the car, and he gave it. And he went to the next place, and the next place. And he paid first, off. The first check went to oh. The first check went to Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Um, I see that I didn't know. Thank you, you for telling. Ta- ta- Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And, and he paid off. He paid off $17 million dollars. He was left with a few million dollars. He gave the yeshiva and a few a school. After a few years, it was all gone. But why am I saying this? Because the rebbe told him, you know, "Kelim rekim alta Don't come. Don't have empty vessels. So the question is: If I already have a vessel, I can have a small cup, or I can have a big cup. So here's another story. There's a Jew in, in Crown Heights. Maybe Laser knows the family. They're called the Drizens. Dri- the Drizen Shalom Ber Drizen. The, the, Dri- the Drizens. So Shalom Bad Drizen in 1979. First of all, my father worked for him in the 60s. He was in the shmata business, and he was you know hustling and bustling. My father, before he got married, he put away a few dollars. So. Sholem Bear was a friend of his. He's older, but they knew each other from Cron Heights. So he came to my father and he says to my father, listen, do me a favor. You're not married yet. You put away some money. Loan me the money. I'll give it back to you when you're, when you're married, you know. And my father did. And in fact, my father took out his little book where he wrote down how much money he loaned to Sholom Bejarism. And at the 50, at the 50th or 60, at the um, 80th birthday, of Shalom Drizzen. they made an event to Crown Heights. My father was invited. My father got up. He took out his little book from 1960, and he showed it to everyone. And he said, "The building you're in now is not Drizen's. It's my building." <laughs> he said, "Look, I loaned Shalom Drizzen money, and yes, he paid me back." Oh, so Sean Benjamin said to everyone, how much do I owe you? I'll pay it back right now, but the building is mine. <laughs> 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 but 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 what's the point? What well, here's the point. So in 1979, he put away some money and he bought one building in Manhattan. And from there, and he put in all his cash, everything. He had nothing. He had I think, seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollars all into that building, and that's it. And Baruch Hashem, today, he's not just a millionaire, I think he's already in the billionaire club, okay? From one building of 79 in Manhattan, and he didn't invest in stocks, and he only paid cash, <laughs> he has, you know, he's from Russia, from Europe, he has a certain way of doing things, but why am I telling you all this? I'm telling you this. So when he went into the Rebbe, and he, and he, the Rebbe said to him, so what are you thinking of doing? So he says, I'm thinking of buying some real estate. A, a small building here, a small building here. And the rabbit looked up at him with a big smile. The Rebbe said, Why small buildings? Why not big buildings? He tells, that's what the rabbit told him back then. And he listened. He bought big building and more big buildings. I don't know if you know, but you know where the old Ebbets Field is? Yeah, on Bedford Avenue, right? Right off Empire Boulevard where the Brooklyn Dodgers used to play? He owns that property. That's projects, big projects. He is the owner of that. So Baruch, ha- Baruch Hashem, Hashem has benched him. But that came because the Rebbe told him, BIG VESSELS, NOT SMALL LITTLE VESSELS, g- BIG VESSELS, SO WE'RE LEARNING HERE, WHAT? It, the what? I understand. What, what was understand, what was it that the Rebbe told him when he took the money out of the first So he said that it's true, Reconium, what did you say? It's a where does it connect to it? Uh, no, no! I, I quoted earlier the Pussik in, in, in the Haftarah of Vayera with Isha Shunamis, Kalim reikim altamiti, don't give me, don't bring me sm- uh, empty vessels, with the, uh, with the Shemen from the Haftarah. The Rebbe said that to Kunin in 83, um, when he gave him the nickel, in other words, your, your vessel should be full. And right that week he got the offer for the 17 million dollars. But now I'm going a step further. I'm saying that with the story with 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 Drizim with that ever told him big buildings, not small, but in other words, you can make a vessel. And why am I saying this? Why am I saying this, laser? Because the language here in the Mimer, look in the Mimer, it says, Baha Kalim Brechovim There is Kalim. Small Kalim or narrow Kalim, and then there is big vessels. Going back to the Maim, I just wanted to make uh, emphasize the Lushan and the Maimam. Going back to the maim, he says that through the Avodah of Birun and through refining the, the the process of refinement, we draw down the energy of a Tayu. The Tayu Vitikinitayu, hey Mahismeru, bimba Kalim Watim Kalim Watim. You see, in tell you, the light, the energy is very powerful, the, the passion is great, but the receptacle for the passion is very small. You know, sometimes, whether it's us, whether it's other people, we're very passionate and we're very energized, but we don't have the vessels to handle it. I mean, you could come home after the shear and just wow, 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 wow. And then your wife or someone else says, I don't understand the word. It's too much. It's an overload. Be quiet. But you're on fire. But you need Kalim. <laughs> so, so, right? Then there is a situation where you have you you have, you have uh, Tikkun is Kalim Urabim. You have a b- broad Kalim. Everything is orderly and organized. But guess what? There's no passion. What's the what's the job? The job is to blend the two. And that's what the Rebbe told uh, Senator Fabrengen in, uh, in 82 when he spoke about the Rebbe Marash. Shmuel, you remember, what was the Rebbe's wording? Oydas the toyu, bekehlin the tikin. What's the pshat? The energy should be full of fire and passion. But Kalem, the Ticken it has to be, has to, has to filter itself through the channels of order. Why? Because if you overwhelm order, even though you're on fire, or the situation is passionate, there's no receptacles. They can't receive it. So there has to be the the, the passion has to be, or to the toyu, became the ticket, continuing inside, so he says, and why was there, what we call, the shattering of the vessels, that was because, there was too, too little, calum. so Yerusha means, that we inherit, the passion, the energy of Toyu and we draw it down not just in the Kalim of Tikin but in the broad Kalim of Tikin. So in other words, in our organized life there is the sensation of passion and drive, which is which is but it has to coincide with the Kalim of Tikin. Let's continue the next paragraph. Overzeal, you've heard much because Moshe. This will explain what we learned earlier. That the verse is Tevotiva. The Moshe who mechabed nishmas Israelim at Tevah. Moshe is Rabbeinu. We discussed it in earlier years. The one who connects Jewish souls with the Torah. Bispashtuza de Moshe bechol daravu chol An extension of Moshe is found in every generation. The leader, the Godel of the generation, connects the generation through Teira, as we said earlier. For And then, through Teira, it's an inheritance for the congregation of Yaakov. The Yaakov, his two words, Yud Eikev, the heel of the Yud, of the, the, the letter Yud, which represents Hashem meaning even in the heel. Who is the heel amongst the Jewish people? Those people that are involved in business and sitting in the corners, and they're all, you know, surrounded by all the tithes and all the issues. They're not in the Koilo. They're working. They're out there. But if they conduct themselves according to the Torah, faithfully doing their business. Then, in their place of business, they refine the sparks. This is the idea of inheritance. They inherit the sparks of the Torah. Yaakov is a sincere man sitting in the tents. The Yaakov, who show you Deikov. Yaakov represents the youth, the Jew of the heel. Through refinement, through working. It's him who you a shovel and boil a toilet or pay the kechot, So if this Yaakov, if this business person is Sitting in the tents of Torah, it doesn't mean he's in koilel or yeshiva. It means that he takes time every day to learn one chapter in the morning, one chapter in the evening. Who, ha es He will inherit the previous mentioned uh, passionate sparks. The sidre ha-yerusha bu And the Rebbe adds, the order of inheritance by non-Jews is not the same as by Jews. The Rebbe says, What is the order of inheritance by non Jews? It's, it's similar to what it says in the Torah. If one does not have a son, so then you give the portion, the inheritance to his brother. And it says, Behold, Esau is a brother to Yaakov. The Lazai's, therefore, Yaakov, who are Yehudish, who is the inheritant, is the inherit, is the inheritor, who inherits it? Yaakov. V'hai no, is Mishu isik b'avidas abirim, v'loy matir b'kiosite. Someone was involved in refinement, and he studies Torah in a set way. And more specifically, someone who merits not only to learn himself, but to teach others, He inherits all the good that there is in the sparks of toyu that fell in the shvira. So what we have from this idea, Rabbi Isai, is the importance of, of not only learning ourselves, but teaching others. And to teach others, you don't have to be a rabbi, you don't have to be ordained, you don't have to be a knocker Believe me, every person has people on their block, in their building, who would love to hear a word of Torah. And the Rebbe says here, when you do that, and he says specifically, he's talking to Yud Ekev. He's talking to the business people. And he's telling the business people that what I want of you is, to be an inheritor of Torah, and this, and and so when we talk here about in the Meimar the second level of Torah Yoni, the level called Yerusha, right? This is what we're talking about. He 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 says that ultimately the Yerusha is given. Why is he emphasizing the business people? If it's a Yerusha laser, if it's a Yerusha, it's to everyone. It's not just to it's not just to 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 a business person. It's to a rabbi too. But the reason what he's emphasizing is because the Chiddushism, the business person, you would think that the business person, what 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 relevance do I have with, with 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 Torah? I have to think about the you know the cow and the plunger and 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 the computer and the electric and the this and the that. You know, there's rabbis and rabbanim and rabbis and teachers, and I support them. That's great, says the Rebbe. It, it's true. It's true, but that's not... The the real chiddush, the real novelty of Yerusha, and look what he says, that you get the Eirish Diktoy, the real energy baruch, comes to the business person. In other words, the rabbi, the teacher, the one in Keilel, and the one in Yeshiva, and all that, the Yeshiva, doesn't really have the passion. Now, why is that? Because passion comes from life's experience. Life's experience is... Is is in the business world, pratis. You see hashgacha pratis, divine providence, every waking moment when uh, when you're in the business world, is that not even a question? Someone learns, he's sitting, learning gemara, chassidus, halacha. It's it's great, but 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 hashgacha pratis, seeing the divine hand is when, you know, the story, just a brief story, this chassid came to the Rebbe back in the 50s, and the Rebbe told him uh, to give a tremendous amount of tzedakah. He came from Eretz he was a, a, a con- in construction business, he was, did it very well. And he asked the Rebbe, you know, how much should he give? And the, uh, So he wrote down a certain amount, and the Rebbe told him to give, I think, three times as much. So he said to himself, if I do that, I've emptied out my bank account. Because to begin with, he gave a big amount. But the Rebbe said, and it was a chassid. And he did it. He did it, and he said to himself and to his friends, I'm no longer, I don't have any money. (laughs) My money is all gone, and it's been given to the Rebbe. That week, there was, uh, someone calls him, uh, someone calls him a diamond dealer from Belgium or South Africa, I forget where, and says, I I, want to propose a deal. And he made back tenfold the amount he gave. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, ha, ha, is that not hashgacha Pratis? And by the way, sometimes hashgacha Pratis works the other way. I'm not going to tell you that Hashgachah Pratis is always only in the in the up. You know, hashgacha Pratis is whatever the abister wants. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, sh- <laughs>